Hey, everybody, you're listening to Beyond 1894. This is the official podcast of Louisiana Tech University. My name is Gavin Kelly from the Office of University Communications, and our guest for this episode is Chanley Patterson. She is our current Miss Louisiana Tech University. Chanley, thanks for being here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, so um, we're going to kind of talk about what you've done over the last almost year now as Miss Tech, because, right, you were crowned uh, in January of this year of 2023. Um, and we're in December right now, so we're coming up kind of on those last few weeks, right? <laughs> um, so you've had a lot of experience and a lot of time uh, with the Miss Tech crown kind of on your head. So we'll talk about that. But let's kind of talk about Chanley, the student first, and kind of the journey up to Miss Tech. Um, so you're local, right? You're a, a Rustonite, correct? Oh, yes. Proud to be from Ruston, hometown. Yeah. So was Tech uh, kind of the first and only choice for you when it came time to pick a college? Absolutely. I did not actually apply to any other universities. Mm. I didn't even really apply to Tech because I was duly enrolled through Cedar Creek where I grew up going to school all 14 years. And so, I mean, for me, Ruston and Louisiana Tech has just been integrated into my life from the beginning. Mm -hmm. I had the tech cheerleading uniform when I was two years old, you know, all of the things. And I think when I was nine years old, it was made pretty evident tech would be where I would be Mm -hmm. going. I just didn't know what I would do when I got to Louisiana Tech. So uh, at what point, you know, it sounds like you may have even decided that you were going to go to tech before you knew what you were going to do here. Or did you know what your major was going to be? you know, well in advance? Or was that something you kind of decided later? Yeah, my senior year of high school, Mm -hmm. when I, so I was already looking into the School of Human Ecology and the Human Development Family Science degree plan. My youth minister, Kara Thompson, had actually graduated in that. And so she was the one that brought it up to me in the first place. And summer after I graduated, I actually felt called ministry. Mm -hmm. And so that degree plan actually fell perfectly in line with what I'm hoping to do in the future, which is work with college students, Mm -hmm. Um, maybe at Louisiana Tech, maybe somewhere else, I don't know. Um, But I knew that the material that I would be learning, it was just setting me up. And the flexibility of the coursework is really intriguing to me. So I was looking at that and then it just kind of all fell in line, and I ended up here in the summer for orientation and met my advisor and all the things, and the rest is history, essentially. So how, how much longer do you have left on this degree, then? I will most likely graduate in winter of next year. Mm-hmm. So kind of rounding out a few super important things in the winter. So winter this quarter, yeah. this tech in January, and then graduating next year. Mm-hmm. Don't necessarily have a plan going forward from that, but there's a good amount of time to get yeah, all of that in line. There's plenty of time. And also, like, things fall in place where they're supposed to, right? So Absolutely. even if you get to the graduation and you're kind of panicking about career and a job in the future, it kind of everything just works out the way it's supposed to, it feels like. So um, no need to panic ever if you can keep <laughs> your head on you. So, um, yeah, let's talk about sort of the Miss Tech journey that you've had. Um Talk a little bit about the sort of pageant experience that you accrued in your life up to that point. Because, you know, like it's not for most people, Miss Tech isn't something you just choose to do, choose to, you know, try out for and go go for that crown. So talk about kind of why it was important. I mean, it's obvious why it was important in the sense of that it's Louisiana Tech and that's a special thing to you. Um, But sort of the history of that pageant life for you and why Miss Tech was something that meant something to you. So I 
started in pageantry world when mm-hmm. I was five years old. I was a Florida Lee princess for various contestants in Miss Louisiana and Miss Louisiana's Outstanding Teen. And from that time, there was sort of just this mentorship program that started with that Um just girls that were older than me, older than all of these girls that were Florida Lees just pouring into us. And so, you know, a love developed from that of mm-hmm. just the organization and the way that it propels women into their future careers, into their families, and just makes you an overall well-rounded person. So from five years old, then at 13, I actually won my first preliminary title for Miss Louisiana's Outstanding Teen when I was 12, mm-hmm. and I had to be 13 by the state competition, so I was. And I competed um, from that age until I won at 16 years old, so my sophomore year of high school. And I was Miss Louisiana's Outstanding Teen actually for two years due mm-hmm. to COVID. And Gracie Reisman, who's a former oh, yeah. Miss Louisiana Tech, former Miss Louisiana and Miss Louisiana's Outstanding Teen, was actually who crowned me. And so that's a sweet Louisiana oh, yeah. Tech legacy in and of itself. But just the organization has truly helped to shape who I am as a person, um, the ability to speak on a stage, mm-hmm. the confidence to be able to stand before a panel of judges. You know, you're going to need that in your future career. And I have just appreciated having people in my life that have been a part of this organization that have helped me to think outside the box, helped to push me forward, never accepting mediocrity. And I always just appreciated that and loved them deeply because of that. And so from that, from high school as Miss Louisiana's Outstanding Teen, then came to college knowing that I wanted to sit a year out and just experience the college life, get Mm -hmm. involved with the BCM, Baptist Collegiate Ministry, and then my home church, Temple, and their college ministry as well, and get involved in student recruiters. I wanted to kind of get that basis before I were to step back into the pageant realm again. And then my Because that's a lot of busy stuff to be doing all all at once and then having to do the pageantry in the background. Absolutely. And so I also wanted to learn a a little bit more about who I was Mm -hmm. as a person, who Chanley would be in college. And so I'm grateful to say that I did take that year and got to learn a lot about myself, learn about my walk with the Lord, about Mm -hmm. my walk as a college student. And so then sophomore year, it just felt right to give it a try. And then thankfully was crowned Miss Louisiana Tech by Jordan, Uh Jordan Smith. And actually a very special thing is that my mom, so Jordan's mom crowned my mom Miss Tech. And then Jordan has now crowned me. So that was very special. Yeah, sort of a family moment in a way. Um, You mentioned your mom just now. Um, and you kind of mentioned a couple minutes ago that the sort of team of supporters and people mm-hmm. who have kind of been in your corner, not just as Miss Tech, but in, in your whole sort of pageant career up to this point. Talk about them. You know, let us know who they are and, and kind of tell us why those people are special to you. Yeah. Oh, if I sat down and tried to name all of the people in my life that have helped me to get to where I am, the, mis- the list would be sure a mile long. And I'm so grateful. I recognize that it's a privilege that I have so many people that have poured into my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely, my parents are the top two. Um, they have propelled my life into 
where I am, they have helped to develop me not just as a successful person, but as an honorable person and someone who wants to be something that little girls look up to. Mm -hmm. And so I have always appreciated my father for just his his calm patience, his sweet attitude in picking out dresses or helping me with academic work, whatever. He has actually been the person that's picked out several of my evening gowns. He's great at that. Okay. But then my mom has also just helped to form who I am as a person, and she is so passionate about a lot of things, and I have watched her pour her life into being a piano teacher and pour Mm -hmm. her life into me and all that I was able to do, and so I never take that lightly. I always appreciate, though she may not ever realize how much I appreciate it, I really do appreciate all that she has sacrificed for me to be where I am. Mm Is Miss Tech, is the Miss Tech pageant, was the Miss Tech pageant for you, um, different in terms of prep? And I think probably so in the sense of you mentioned you kind of took a year off. Mm-hmm. So talk to us about kind of the lead up to the pageant and getting ready and kind of getting back in that pageant mode and kind of how you prepared for the Miss Tech pageant last year or earlier this year. That is actually a great question because I would say my prep for it was far different than it was in high school. Obviously, it's different just mm-hmm. being in a collegiate um, area rather than a high school thing. But I definitely focused a lot more on where I was mentally and where my headspace was going in, knowing that this, whether I won or not, was not a determinant of how valuable I was as a person, but instead that this would be an opportunity to give back to the university that I love and adore. And of course, I was hoping and praying and all the things beforehand that I would be the one that would end up with a crown at the end. Um, But it's so much more than just a crown and sash. And so prepping that, of course, you know, getting back in the groove of working out consistently, which is always just something that you need to do in everyday life anyway. And so that was good to kind of get back in that regular routine of just being a healthy person overall. You know, you kind of touched on a little bit about sort of like the fellowship that happens between you and other contestants. Cause you know, you may be all, it may be a competition. There may be some, you know, competitive energy about it, but Mm -hmm. you know, you build sort of relationships, I imagine with these girls. Right. And so not, not even at the Miss Tech level, but these other pageants and then at the Miss Louisiana level, right. Cause you competed there. Um, talk about kind of what it's like to form bonds with people who are kind of in the same boat as you and they know what it's like to kind of have that responsibility. Yeah. It is so incredible to give an example for Miss Louisiana week to be living with a group of like-minded women for a week and then not just extending from that week out into the rest of the year and just keeping each other updated on our lives. It is so cool to watch young women. I mean, we are all between the ages of now um, 18 to 28, but Mm -hmm. primarily 18 to 24 is the age range that I've been in contact with with girls at Miss Louisiana is that they have such big goals in their careers, but also in their families. And they are so driven in so many ways to just be good people all the way around. And so I've loved doing that. I've loved having connections with people like Anna Catherine Thompson. I'll throw her out there. She's a Ruston native. So a lot of people would know her from here. And 
she has been a close friend of mine. We've known each other since we were infants sure, and yeah. then competed in Miss Louisiana Outstanding Teen together. And it has just been a blessing to have that connection my entire life. So. Yeah. So, you know, we're kind of walking it through, you know, the timeline now. So you win Miss Tech. Um, and that's, you know, it's kind of a year of like a lot of pageant titles. You know, it's a year of, you know, having that title, wearing that crown, that sash and being the representative. But in this case, for the university. Um, so talk about, you know, with as much as you want and talk about sort of the extent of your responsibility over the last year, kind of what have you done for the university? Um, as far as representing tech goes, what have you liked the most about it? And, um, kind of how have you used sort of that crown and sash as a way to, you know, represent the university and express the passion that you have for tech kind of outwardly to, you know, the general public because you're kind of like there's eyes on you. I know the um, commencement ceremony we just had, you were sitting on the stage. So, like, uh, at a lot of events, you you have a presence. And so what does it mean to you to have that presence? And sort of what have you done over these last several months uh, that has impacted you personally but also Louisiana Tech? It has been the greatest honor to get to represent the university that I love in this way, but knowing that there's going to be a bit of a legacy left, um, because I will get to be one of the former Miss Louisiana Techs. Mm -hmm. And I have so enjoyed being able to be a co-worker, essentially, with Techie and Champ. That has been so fun. And I am grateful to one of my closest friends, McKenna, who is on the Techie Care team. She has been incredible at getting him to events and making sure that he is standing next to me or I get Mm -hmm. to hold his leash or whatever. And so that also makes Miss Tech more approachable because if there's a dog nearby, students are going to come pet that dog. And then that's an opportunity to get to talk to more students on campus. And I hope that in passing on this crown that people know that I just love the student body here and I want to be able to get to know as many students as I can. And I'm grateful for the classrooms that I am am in, that there's people from all walks of life. And so getting to know them as first Chanley and then as Miss Tech as well. And one of the most special events that I have had was the commencement that Mm -hmm. you mentioned, being able to sit on a stage next to Dr. Geis on his last last one. Oh, that was so special. And of course, I always love getting any opportunity to sing the national anthem. And of course, our alma mater that made it even more special. I had, I told a friend of mine that I was very much in a headspace of la la la. I'm not singing the alma mater right now at Dr. Geis's last commencement. Um, because I knew that I would probably break down in tears if I thought about it too much. And then just the honor of watching Dominique walk across the stage as well was incredible. And that's something I will never forget. But there's so many events like Mm -hmm. that that have happened this year that I'm just beyond grateful for. And being able to sing the alma mater at the commencement or at the Benefactor's Banquet Mm -hmm. back in May, I was able to do that. And that actually, I knew I had broken down in tears then watching Dr. Grice start tearing up, holding up our fingers, singing the alma mater. So I knew I had to prepare myself not to do that at graduation. But now I get to say that I have been at two graduations, one as Miss Tech and then one as a graduate Mm -hmm. in winter of next year. So are you, when you're at these events, 
whether you're singing or you're, you know, you're having a presence representing the university, how conscious are you of the crown? You know what I mean? Like how, how much of you has to kind of switch into a Miss Tech mode or is there one, you know, like kind of talk about the way that you sort of approach it mentally when it comes to this sort of thing? That's a great question. Well, I definitely noticed it after about 30 minutes. I recognized that the weight of the actual physical crown (laughs) is hurting my head. Uh Um, But I think in the way that I have grown up, I've always known that there are going to be people that are watching you as a role model. And there are little girls that think that you have hung the moon. And Mm -hmm. so you have to carry yourself. And that's a weight that I am grateful to have on my shoulders Mm -hmm. because what an honor is it to be someone that little girls look up to, that they want to be quote unquote you when they grow up. But in reality, they want to be someone that people can look up to them when they grow up. So Though, yes, of course, there's an added sense of responsibility having a crown and sash on. I hope that I live a life that is honorable, even without the crown on, that people can see that I live a life somewhat set apart Mm -hmm. in trying to follow the Lord's plan for my life. And that by no means is me thinking that I am above others by any means. I absolutely fall short in so many ways, but that I'm trying to pursue greatness in um, all that I do. Yeah. And I think you mentioned that it's, I think we do have a good track record of having missed texts that are good representatives, but they are humble Mm -hmm. and they, you know, they, they understand that, you know, they're part of something bigger. Um, And you mentioned it, I'm going to ask you to sort of elaborate a little bit more because you talked about, you know, having little girls that look up to you. But you also mentioned earlier that you were Mm -hmm. that little girl at one point. So talk about kind of that full circle moment for you and what what that means to you. And do you often look back and think about you at that age when it comes to moments like that? Absolutely. I think about probably the moment that I realized, oh, my gosh, wait, maybe I'm in this stage of life now Mm. is – a former Miss Louisiana, Hope Anderson, now Frugé, married with two beautiful little girls. She has been just a s- incredible mentor to me through the years. And I was sitting on her couch and I just, I don't know, had this moment of thinking, wow, I remember looking up to her as a little girl when she was Miss Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And then now here I am prepping to go to Miss Louisiana, yeah. talking to her and just living life with her. And that was just a crazy full circle moment. And then now also having my own precious Florida princesses yeah. that get to ride in parades with me and get to do different events at Louisiana Tech alongside me. That is just so special to get to watch them build confidence as well, being able to sing and dance on a stage at Miss Louisiana, knowing that they're on TV for mm-hmm. the first time, some of them. That is just so such a sweet time of life to be able to watch these girls. Yeah. Um, 
it's probably like you're a celebrity to a lot of them and, it's, <laughs> and you but you know you were there so you know what it's like you know to be at that age and to look up to someone in that way and so kind of the full circle moment moment you experience i'm sure a lot of them are going to feel the same um as they go on throughout their lives and their pageant careers um and i would love to see them challenging themselves yeah. and whatever it is maybe it's not going into the pageant world right. maybe it's being an engineer here at tech or whatever but those also those don't can have go to be, in hand in yeah, hand yeah those yes. don't have to be mutually exclusive uh, whatever they do i know they will be so great at it yeah and then and that in a way they'll always be able to look up to you and you know you'll always be able to be in that sort of mentor spot for them if they need it right so mm-hmm. um Kind of a kind of a very close knit thing that not a lot of people kind of see on the surface level of kind of the pageant life, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's interesting. I'm going to ask you one more question before we let you go. We asked this of you know you mentioned Jordan Smith. Uh, we had her on kind of around this time last year, and I asked her the same question. We're coming up on you know like I mentioned a new Miss Tech being crowned courts towards the end of January, I think. Um, so for that next person, for the the girl whose head you put the crown on, kind of if you could give that person some advice. What would that be? It sounds so cliche to say be yourself, but it's cliche because it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, the crown does not define who you are. It becomes a part of you. And so being able to use that as a platform to propel whatever you're passionate about is so important. And um, But also, logistically speaking, Make friends with as many people as you can on campus. Get to know our new president, Dr. Mm -hmm. Jim Henderson. When he comes on, I have been so grateful. I think back to my high school years as Miss Louisiana's Outstanding Teen, and Dr. Geis knew my name Mm -hmm. from that point. And so how special it has been to get to work alongside him in some ways as a student now at Louisiana Tech. He is just a very special man, and he will be very missed, but... There's such excitement with new people right. to be able to build a new relationship uh, with the upcoming president. So definitely lean in, lean into that, and but get more importantly get to know the student body and know people on union board, people on SGA, just different student government organization or student organizations. Just get to know them, mm-hmm. and because that is where the people that. That's the important part yeah. is getting to represent a student body yeah. itself. Well, Chanley, thank you for your several, several months of, of dedication and time that you put in to represent Louisiana Tech. Um, I know it's probably going to be a bittersweet moment when it comes time for that Absolutely. next pageant. But um, you are part of, as you mentioned, a legacy. And um, that's a permanent thing. So, you know, take comfort in that. And it's going to be, I'm sure, a very prominent continued legacy. So thanks again, and thanks for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much. It's been an honor. Thank you for listening to Beyond 1894. Please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about this episode, you can check out our show notes. Beyond 1894 is produced by Louisiana Tech University's Office of University Communications.